Corzo and Catone. Presented by Special Sauce Podcast. Studio 42 Designs and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal, New England Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso, he's Catone, Joe is in the booth, and you're with us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And check us out on Twitter, of course, uh, Mark, our heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call 24-7. Leave us a message. Anything's on the, ta- on the table, so bring it. Let's pick yours and let's talk to you. So 855-313-7287. Got a great one today. In uh, Weekly Rewind, we're going to talk that Celtics Heat Series as they're ready to tip off in about, what, about an hour, hour and a half? About that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk. Get ready to go to the finals. Let's hope. That's it. It's a four. Everybody's got it as a foregone conclusion. Mark and I are going to talk about that. So, uh, going to talk some Yankees versus Red Sox, and uh, of course, Gatone's comments. Stick around for that. Going to hear from one of you in the nation in heated hotline later on in the show, and in real deal, do these coaches really suck? And does it really matter? We'll talk all about that. So, guys, uh, welcome on a Friday evening. We're recording. Uh, we want to we want to get all of want to soak all of the Celtics game in, and we really want to talk about this. We don't want them to win without us breaking this game down, right, Mark? Of course not. We have to break it down. <laughs> what else? But fear not, fear not. Out in the nation, we're going to talk a little bit about what happens if they win this thing too. Uh, and I think some takes that you'll kind of be surprised about. Joe, having a nice week. Oh you? yeah, you know it. Ready for the weekend okay. too. Excellent. Well, speaking of weekend and weekly, let's go to, uh, let's get to weekly rewind. Let's get going. Going back, back, going back through the week. About a weekly rewind. rewind. So the Celtics are up three to two over the heat in the series. They, uh, they won't go ahead and win game five down in Miami and uh, bring it up to Boston. And as we said, a tip off is about hour and a half away uh, or so. Uh, for game six. And Mark, um, everybody has this pencil. I mean, it's, I'm getting a little nervous because everybody has this thing penciled in as a win, like automatically, you know, already looking through to Golden State. I mean, is that how you see it tonight? I do. I, I just think you need to bring energy right from the get-go, not not what you have done the last couple of games with the slow, last game with the slow start and you kept them hanging around and hanging around. And then all of a sudden in the second half, what was it? The, you know, somewhere at the, like the third quarter, they, they hit the switch somewhere, what midway yeah. through the third quarter or so they hit the switch. Right. I mean, listen, come out from the get go, open in 10 minutes, blow the doors off this team. This team has to be one of the worst Miami shooting teams I've seen. And my God, I, seriously, I could go out there I At could. least in these playoffs. I, oh in these playoffs, Chris, I could go out there and hit some of those jump shots they're missing. I mean, Jesus, it's not that difficult. I mean, are you kidding me? Joe, can we replace a Catone's comments coming up soon with, with that? Get them out on the court there. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do an <laughs> on-location shoot, Joe, and I'll take the ball out there and show you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Mark, I think they win the game, too. Um, tonight I also. They, I, 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 don't, I think they're going to blow them out tonight, to be honest and with I, you. And I think you make a great point about the about the quick start. I, I t- they broke down, look, they broke down the wall. Um, neither one of these teams could seem to put it together two games in a row. Nope. And I don't know if that's just a, a microcosm of what the what the league is today, which is, you know, yeah, you start to get a little like, adversity and then boom, you just kind of pack it in and we'll get to the next game. Um, but finally, they were able to bring some energy. Like you said, it didn't happen until the third quarter. Luckily, Miami had less. You know, they showed up with less. They seem to be, Miami seems to be a lot more banged up at this point. Um, yeah, they are. I mean, Jimmy Butler, that, I, I, can't, I can't imagine this is his best. He's, I think, um, listen, he's playing because it's the playoffs, but I, I, I honestly, I don't think he'd be playing. I don't think Lowry would be playing. No. Uh, the other kid, Hero, he he he's not he's still not playing. He hasn't played since game one. Like they these really guys would these they really do miss his shooting. He's the best shooter on the team. But I don't think these other two guys would even be playing if it wasn't play uh, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals. 
No, I agree. I mean, and, and of course, Boston's banged up too. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they yeah, got their injuries yeah. and, and, and so on. And so they broke that wall down, winning two games in a row, bringing the juice. And I agree. The, 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 way, the way this thing has to go tonight, you come out of the gates on fire with that energy, feed off the crowd, get them into it. You need about one quarter of that. Yeah. And I think Miami folds its tents. Yep, and just, absolutely. And says, they go home. Let, let, let's get ready for the off season. So yep. I think that that's definitely what happens. And but you know, speaking of the speaking of the injuries, wh- you know, what what do you make of it? Because all you hear around right now, and this is for them if they're moving forward too. But you'll see, you know, Robert Williams is he'll play in a game, then he's out a game, then he comes back for another game. Um, Marcus Smart, I'm not sure you could really go no, that, that route that, with him that because that was yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not like he came right back from it and then sat out. You know what I mean? He listen the night. He, listen the night he rolled it. I give him credit. He came back out out of the locker room and and, and played. He tried it. Yeah, and they then had he two was Willis Reed moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, he did. But but he tried. No, he did. And Tatum the same with the shoulder. Now, I would say Marcus Mont. This was the previous series was more like that with him in yeah. and out, in yeah. and out. So. What do you make of that? I mean, because you hear around, well, these guys are just not tough enough. Suck it up, suck it up like it's 1986. Get your ass out on the court and play. Is it that simple today? Well, no, because listen, in 1986, you didn't have marketing people in your ear. You didn't have, you know, all this other stuff outside of basketball where you're making money saying, hey, you go back on the court and you, you, you it, it's career ending. Now, now there goes all our other money. So listen, who gives a shit? You said, oh, it's, okay, it's the playoffs. You'll be there again next year. You sit out a couple of games, you get yourself rested because it's that max contract. It's that team. It's this, this deal. It's, it's, it's this product. It's these yeah. sneakers. They didn't have all that stuff back then. There's Ruffles. 15 other things that these people are worried about. These, these handlers and marketing people, they didn't have that in 1986. They're talking about uh, Jason Tatum doing those Ruffles commercials with yeah, those heated, I mean, come on. little hot. Right? I, come on. I, I can't. I can't eat joke. I can't eat those things, guys. You eat red <laughs> hot. You break your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have the you dentist, had Joe? The dentist has a picture of him in his office though, because he goes there so much with the red yeah. hot. Patient of the year. You know, yeah. I'm up over there like this, but <laughs> with a box of red hots. But no, have you eaten those? Those, 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 those Ruffles or those uh, yeah, those, Cheetos those, that are like hot? Yeah, hot. Oh, I can't. Disgusting. Eat that crap. Yeah, that's big gross. You know, I, that people, people eat those things like people drink diet coke. It's it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Get that all over their fingers. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I agree with you. I mean that. That and, and and don't discount the every other night thing too. I mean, when you got when you got injuries, I'll give it to Odoka a little bit. I'll give him some credit on this and managing these injuries because you got Robert Robert Williams with that knee problem, and you now Marcus Smart now with the ankle, and he, Marcus Smart has had all kinds of different issues going on. And because you're playing every other night, there's no recoup, there's no recovery time. You know, sometimes in these series, you remember they they would play like maybe every three nights, especially when they were going. When, when they shifted to the different place, uh, the different venue, there would be an extra night there. You don't have that now. No. So, I mean. Speaking of being rested, I will uh, spout this about the rumor mill. Somebody else has their hand, like Vegas has their hand in this game tonight. Oh. You know, well, something like that. the Warriors more time to rest? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm hearing I mean, out there. I, you know, but even, you know, even if it did go seven. Uh, it's only Sunday, right? Talking about, yeah, you're talking about maybe, a, you know, a couple of days. You know, but yeah, if they close it out tonight, they're pretty much on an even playing field, and they don't yep. tip off. They don't start that next series. Um, the final start Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. Okay. Next so Thursday. So you know, plenty of time. Both teams are going to have enough rest. So okay. So we both agree. I think that either tonight or Sunday, the Celtics win this series. Win the series. Yep. But I'll tell you what, Mark. I don't. You know, I'm not interested in going down there. I mean, no, you told well, me that you said about this yesterday. Any, it's game seven. Anything can happen. Anything. No, listen. If you lose, if for some reason you don't do it tonight, listen. We should. I, I don't think there's any possible way Miami could beat you two games in a row. However, 
If you don't take care of business tonight, listen, game seven's game seven. You're on the road. Anything can happen. I mean, Tatum yeah. could roll an ankle. And, and, and now what? Okay, now, oh, now don't you don't even say those kinds no, of no, things. No, 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 but I'm God. saying, no, 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 but I'm saying, you can't go to game seven. My point is because you run the risk of anything happening. So you yeah. do, you want to avoid that at all costs. Even though I don't think there's any way Miami could beat you two games in a row with that lineup that they currently have and the health that they're in. But you, you, you still don't want to tr- tempt faith. Get out of there tonight. Get out healthy and, and, and get ready for Golden State. You know who's hey who's the who's the MVP of the series? Who gets the whatever? Now let me think. It's the Larry. Larry listen, Bird. the Larry Bird. They 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 implemented this year um, conference MVPs. So Eastern Conference final and Western Conference. I I think Curry got it over there. And um, yeah, he did. So now this one's the Larry Bird, the conference MVP, conference final MVP. Then you've yep. got the Cousy Trophy, which is the Bob Cousy, which is the. Uh, you know the trophy for yeah. winning the Eastern Conference, and then you got the Finals trophy is the uh, Russell. Russell, it's, it's like an all Celtics thing, you know. Well, you know, I heard today that that Felga and those guys were, were, uh, they were, were all like, pissed off about they were pissed off about all of that because you know who cares about some guy that played in the fifties and you won? Okay, big deal. You won twelve championships. There yeah. were six teams in, in the league. You know, nineteen fifty yeah. something. You know, gag on it. Who cares? Listen, and they were kind of mocking that era right. of guys. Listen. That's because he root. That's because he roots for the Bucks. Listen, the only claim to fame listen, is last year. That's why. Listen, I'm not talking about Kuzi, but listen, Bill Russell could play in any goddamn era of basketball, yeah. and he would be a dominant player. All you have to do is I don't care who he was playing against. I don't care if it was in the 50s and 60s. All you have to do is watch the man, and the man would have played in any goddamn era. So those fools, they don't think Larry Bird could play in this era. Are you, th- those guys, I'm not talking about Kuzi, but Bird and Russell? You know what, Felga, shut, come on the show, Felga. I keep <laughs> repeatedly asking these guys to come on the show. Nobody yeah. wants, they don't get the balls to come on Corso and Catone. No, because, and, and you know, it's it's funny too, because if it were, it's it's funny who gets the pass with them. Yeah. You know, it's funny who gets the pass with them and who, you know, so uh, they only played six teams, so automatically you're in the quarterfinals if they even had that. Hey, yeah. look, you played a card you dealt. I mean, this is the league. Well, the they league make fun of that, too. Well, they make fun of that, too, because that's what Belichick says. You play the schedule, you got. So they they, they, they make fun of that comment, what you just said, too, because of Belichick. So what made the Rochester team then, in 1957, suck more than – you know, the Minneapolis team. You know what I mean? The Lake. I, yeah. I don't know who, who was any good then. I don't know what kind of play. It was all watered down. I mean, you know, there, were, there was only a set of few good players. You had one or two of them. Fine. But, like, you still got to win. What, they win, like, 11 in a row, nine in a row, the yeah. Celtics? That mad. I mean, it has to mean something. Christ, you know, I'm with you, Mark. You know, these guys. You want to talk about watered down. There are so many goddamn teams in this oh, league. Yeah. Half of these teams, players 7 through 12, don't even belong on a goddamn professional basketball court, but they got to fill out rosters. So they're putting, they're putting guys on these teams that shouldn't even be in the NBA. Right. You want to talk yeah, about I watered mean, down basketball. Yeah. Come Juan on. Morgan, Luke Cornette, you Come know, on. Fitz. <laughs> guys Please. like that on the team. So... So yeah, we Mark and I both uh, we know we both have Boston winning this series. Okay, so and Tatum would win that reward, yes. I have to think he would win. I mean, I know people have been saying, "Well, Jalen Brown." I, I have to think I'll give it to Tatum. I really, if, I, if, that's my if, pick. If this were an award for the entire playoffs up to this point, I got to tell you, somebody who should get a couple of nods is uh, a couple of votes is. Um, Al Horford's been fit. It's not points wise, but he's been fantastic. Oh yeah, he's, he's been packed, playing he's defense. He's been getting rebounds. Yeah. You know, the spark when they need it, hitting a three when they need it. You know, it, so Al Horford is – they never expected that. When they brought that kind, when they brought that guy over and, and, and in a situation to, you know, get rid of some salary and salary dump, did anybody ever expect that Al Horford would do what he's doing right now? Nope. So now they got some decisions to make on that. Okay, so let's say they win tonight or Sunday. Now, they look, now we're looking at Golden State. So how do you see that matchup going, Mark? Generally speaking, generally speaking, we should have the advantage with Tatum and Brown because I, 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 I mean, yeah, uh, Draymond Green can play defense, and I think Wiggins can play some defense, but Thompson 
and 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 Curry and Poole, Jordan Poole, they're not defense. They're not guys that are going to play defense. They can shoot and score. So I have to think that Brown and Tatum are going to be matchup nightmares for them. So I have to think we'll have that advantage with those two guys. And if Williams can get a little bit of a break until Thursday and get try to get a little bit healthy, I really don't think they have anybody underneath I, I, that can play with us. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so again, I, I, don't, I, I would give the advantage in this series to the Celtics if against Golden State. However, hmm. before I'm going to say this one thing, they better bring the defensive intensity like they had against Brooklyn. Tatum was all over the court on Durant and switching, and they better bring that intensity because they haven't had the defensive intensity in this series against Miami. But Miami stinks; they can't, they, have, they, they can't shoot from the outside in this particular right. series. Do you know how many wide open shots Miami has has had, and they can't hit? They can't hit. Same thing with Milwaukee. Do you know how many wide open shots Milwaukee missed in that series? Yeah, the series went seven games because of Giannis in in Milwaukee's inside game. But the perimeter shooting, yeah, the, the intensity of the Celtics perimeter defense was not there. Thompson Curry and this kid Jordan Poole will absolutely assassinate you if yeah. you just give them wide open jump shots. So they're going to have to bring the, the defensive intensity, Chris, because this is a totally different offensive team. And I don't think Golden State is getting enough respect on what they could potentially do on offense if you don't raise your defensive intensity. Right, because Boston was forcing these teams that isn't their game. That three-point, you know, they, you, you fall into the trap against Boston of trying to match their three-point you know, but Golden State, can, but Golden State, but Golden State can if do you, it if you give them those shots. If you give it to them. Now, I will say this: to me, when I look, when I look at the two, de- when I look at this defense for Boston, what 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 I feel good about is the fact that they can guard up at that perimeter. They can they can guard. And and here's the thing: they don't necessarily have to get over and under on these screens. You know, they can't switch off, and their guys up top can defend up at that top without so much worry and against Golden State, how much worry do we have about somebody getting to that rim? See, now, you know, so when you look at that, now, you know, with switches and things like that, who are they trying to free up? Well, they're trying to free Curry up to, to, you know, to get to his spot and, and, and put up his shot. But I think, given what we have up at the top there, I think they can, I think Jalen Brown's probably the weak link there. If I had to, you know, if I had to pick a guy, right? But yeah, I, I would say yeah, but but even Brown, he 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 he's not. He, Brown can play defense. He, that was his supposedly his thing when he first came out. He was a defensive guy, right? Yeah. Yes. But he hasn't been he hasn't been all that stellar in the playoffs defensively so far. So Mark, who's guarding Tatum then? I mean, you can't well, put that's Draymond the thing. Green Who are they going to put? They're going to put? Are they going to try to put Wiggins on him? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think they have a matchup for Tatum. And if you remember in the regular season, Chris, they had a they couldn't match up against Tatum. Uh, Golden I mean, the State. only other forward that you know is 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 that uh, Belica? Is that how you say his name? Um, yeah. I don't know, but Draymond Green is not fat, not quick enough. No, Draymond Green, Draymond, Draymond Green. I think they're gonna have to put on uh, Brown. And try to get he'll try to physical Brown up a little bit and knock Brown off his his stride and things of that nature. And, and you know Green might get in foul trouble quickly, but I think he might be able to try to play physical with Brown. I don't think he can do that with Tatum because I think Tatum is a little, is is just got too much of a game for him to do that. I don't think they can put Green on Tatum. And they're watching film. They see Brown. They see the way Brown's handling the ball, and and it isn't hasn't been well. Uh, good. He's been. They've been turning, and that's going to forcing Boston at the turnover seems to be the one of the ways to try to beat them. So to me, I think Boston is. I think look, forget. Who's I the told team. you. Let's, I told you during that Milwaukee series. Right. I said to you. Yeah. The, the the winner of this game, this series is the, is the NBA champions. They're the two best teams in basketball, and and and. Thankfully, Middleton was out. We talked about that. Celtics won the series. But I, we, you and I both said off camera, we thought the winner of that series was going to win the whole thing. Okay, so let's get to what, let's get to what, before baseball, let's get to what people want to talk about, yeah. which is right now, going mm-hmm. into that series, yeah. who's better? Who's the better player, Tatum or Curry? I'm still I, I'm still going to go with, with, with Curry. The gap has drastically 
drastically close. I think Curry is at the downside of his dominance. He, he, he's, he's in the back end of his career and his dominance may have another year or two at that level. I think Tatum is catching him real quick and about to go buy him in, in a money game, in a money game. I still think I would take Curry if you needed a, a couple of shots down the stretch. In my opinion, and and I know you, I'm going to get pushed back. I'm waiting for that, but yeah, that's I'm what I would back. say. That's I know what that. I do. Yeah. I am pushing back because because the name. Listen, like the the closeout game um, last night. Yeah, he was he was five for seventeen. He had fifteen mm-hmm. points. Sorry, now yeah. he had that one game. I know you keep pointing to. He had one or two games in that series where you know he took them on their back in the second half. I get it, but when you watched the op- the opposition and the way that God defended him. It was oh, yeah. poor what Dallas was doing. Let yep. me just give you a couple of things. Jason Tatum, this this playoffs, 26, yep. almost 27 points a game, six, almost six and a half rebounds, six assists in 16 games. Curry, 26, maybe a point less, 26 points a game, uh, six assists a game, about five rebounds a game um, in 16 games. Pretty, pretty damn close. You know, pretty damn close in numbers, okay? To me, right now, yeah, again, we're not talking about their prime. I mean, Curry no. is prime right no. now as it sits now. Better play in the Tatum. We'll see what Tatum is in his prime. He's 10 years older than Tatum now. Yeah. But today, right now, I'm taking Tatum because I think Tatum's got more to his game right now. He can play defense better right now. He's a forward, so it's different. But, I mean, he can play defense. I think he gets, I think he gets to the rim and finishes a lot stronger than Curry can right now. Okay? Shooting-wise, yeah. I mean, you know. Lights out. Curry's Curry, but I think he can be defended away. Get get him away from the rim so he can facilitate. I think I think Tatum, I think Tatum right now is better at doing that. I think he draws so much attention that he gets guys open, and that he's one of the reasons why they can shoot the way they're shooting right now and have such good looks at the basket. I don't know if I can say the same thing about Curry. So right now, I think Tatum's a better player right now. I really do. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see what happens. Do you want to give a? Do you want to give a? Or do you think it's putting the the, you know, the hex on to to give a a, a, a prediction? Well, I already said I thought the Celtics would win. I don't want to give a prediction, no, because I don't want to jinx this. <laughs> okay, you don't. I mean, just... you can you can give a prediction. I'm not giving a prediction until we. I know we're there. You you know you know Tatum has been average. He averaged thirty two and a half in this series, hmm. um, a game. But anyway, um. No, I think so. I'll just say the Celtics. I think the Celtics are the better team, top to bottom, right now. And you couldn't say that in December, you know. So yeah. we'll see what happens. They tip off uh, about an hour from now, so uh, we'll either be talking next week about finals, or we'll be talking about what the hell happened, right, Mark? So, no, listen, I will be. It would be one of the biggest shockers of all time if they lost two games in a row. The way Miami is looked. If they lost two games in a row to this team, it, it would be one of the biggest shockers that it really, I've it seen. Really, it really would. I, I, you know, you we know? would be we would be devastated if something like that happened. Sorry, just let's, because let's, of the way Miami looks right now. I know. Well, let, let's talk a little baseball, okay? Because they've they've been getting the backseat on this, and because there's been some movement now, hasn't there? Joe, do you want to? Are you desperate to play the Yankees versus Red Sox wash? Do you want that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Let's have it. So listen, uh, we could talk Yankees first. That's fine, but yep. Boston's been making a real. We can push talk here. about. We'll talk about the Red Sox. Listen, you one. sound like the rest of these guys. They're making a push. They're still ten and a half games uh, out. They are, but Mark, you got to admit. I mean, they, they were at the cellar. They were. It's they almost were second, June. Look, they're still ten and a half out. They were second to last in the in in, in, the, in the American League, and now they're the eighth. eighth. So I mean, All they right. are playing a lot better. Why? Yeah. What is happening? I mean, they're hitting now. But well, what? They, obviously they're hitting, right? And we talked about this earlier, that that lineup was supposed to be able to produce, right? So Devers, Martinez is putting together an MVP season. And, and yeah. no one's talking about him for some reason. Bat, no one's talking about Yeah, no, I don't know why no one's talking about J.D. Martinez. Like, he's putting up MVP stats right now, you know? 
and 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 I know everybody wants to talk. See, they, they, it's the freaking narrative around here because they're gonna they're gonna try to make the, the what the management has done look good and look better. So they got to put the spin because I know you're gonna talk about the same the guy that everybody wants to talk about now and forget about JD Martinez. But Martinez, well, you're just like he just wants MVP to go all over me, baseball. Yeah. You know? But so Devis Martinez, Bogarts, story's been hitting, right? He's gotten hot. And they've got, they've, they're beginning to get some timely hits, not consistent hits, but timely hitting from guys like Kiki Hernandez, who's still batting in the low 200s, but they're getting some timely hits from guys like him, guys like Verdugo. So they're still not hitting for average, but they're giving them timely hits. So there's games where they've got like seven guys that are producing because of the timely hits of those guys. Where at the beginning of the season, what do they have? Two, three at best? Yeah. So so they couldn't sustain enough offensive momentum to score enough runs. And they've been getting, the bullpen's been pitching a little better, right? The bull, the starting pitching was never the issue. No. It was once you went to the bullpen, but the bullpen's been playing better, right? They have. And I think, honestly, I, I will give Cora, I think he's been handling the bullpen better, too. I will say that. Um, you know, or maybe, maybe just the analytics are, are falling right for him right now during this stretch. But, yeah, hitting is, you're right, it's been timely. Mark, they've been wiping teams' ass for them. I mean, they've been scoring a ton of runs right now. Can mm-hmm. they can they maintain that? No, nobody's going to maintain 16 runs. I mean, you know, that that's not going to happen. But we also said at the beginning of the season, are they really going to be as bad as they are? No. no. Now, I get it. What you're, you know, what you're t- talking about, what everybody's talking about, um, Trevor Story, okay? So, and I'll just give you my take because you're going to dump all over it anyway. So let's let's. Joe, I have to, Joe. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Uh, listen, and, be and the I real deal. Listen, I was good with your Tatum comment. I I I didn't dump all over you at all. Yeah, that's because I'm right. That's why. Oh, listen, we'll get into that. You think Curry's a better time. player right now than Tatum? You're 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 you you do not you're blind. Then I don't know what you're looking at. You know. Listen. I just said I didn't jump all over you. We'll get into that at a different time. But listen, Trevor Story, I mean, he's had a great, yeah. he's had a great stretch. They're eight and two, like you said, uh, yeah. in their last 10. And he's a big reason. He's a big reason for it. But Martinez and Devers, I don't know so much about Bogarts right now, but I think Story is playing really well. And, and for me, I'll let you go to the baseball side of it. But from the human side, as, a, as people, so you know, a lot of times you don't ever hear this shit, but mm-hmm. these guys are human beings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so think yep. about it like this. Cause, cause you, you have children, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So in the last, this, this guy has a kid about a month and a half ago. No, just hear me out. Okay. Yeah. What was it like when you had a kid? So there's no sleeping. Oh my God. There's no, hold on. You're going to blame you, that? You, I'm not blaming it. I'm saying that it's a few. This is what I'm saying. You're just like all those guys on that show. That's not even the human being element of this doesn't count. This dude probably hasn't slept. What do you think? He's not. What do you think? He's pushing it off on somebody else to do. He's going to pull his weight. He probably hasn't slept. He probably hasn't done any of that stuff. His focus is other places, right? Now it's a month and a half later. I got to imagine the dude's. A, I'm not saying it's 100% why he sucked from the beginning, but. You got to admit, there is a human side to this thing. I mean, how how would you feel? This guy's trying to play professional baseball right now. I couldn't even I, I couldn't even see straight. <laughs> My kids came. Can you imagine? So to me, there is some of that. But then tell me why he's playing better then. Well, first of all, if you look at the, the who they've played, the pitching, and how they've pitched him, look at the pitches he's hitting. It's in. They're all middle plate in, middle plate in. He still hasn't shown me he can hit anything on the out 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 of half of the plate. Go the other way with a pitch, or or, or fight fight those pitches off rather than striking out and force them to come back to the middle of the plate or inside to him. Yeah. So he's still, in my opinion, what do I know? I, I don't know. I'm you just know telling you. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what I've seen <laughs> and what I've observed. And if you want to go the human side of things, I'm just saying no, it's no, no, a no, little no. bit of I'm, a factor. No, no, no. I'm going to go to the human side of things and how the Red Sox have parked. Bogarts, okay? Here's a guy who took a hometown discount to stay on your team, okay? When when they traded bets, he took a hometown discount to stay there so you could try to keep a semblance of a team together to make another World Series run. And now, 
it's coming time for him to get paid like all these other guys. Yeah. You bring in Trevor Story, who who everyone knows is only playing second base for the year, and they lowball you after you took the hometown discount for them. They lowball you. They're going to either trade you or let you walk, and then they'll take whatever money they saved and try to give it to Devis to save him. So you want to talk about the human side of it. It's amazing that Bogarts is playing as well as he's playing. Yeah. Up, he went one for five last game. He was batting like 330 almost, 335. He went down a little bit because of last night's he's game. Three, yeah, 319 right now. But, yeah. but he was batting over 330. It's amazing. You want to talk about the human side of the game. They stuck it to him, and they're sticking it to him, but he's out there performing. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, he's not hitting a ton of home runs, but he's got 52 hits. You know that's 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 pretty damn good considering what you're talking about. Now listen, I I agree they they they've they've screwed him. So so you so is it fair to say that the goal the goal for the for the organization or the plan is to hope that story plays continues Absolutely, to play and maybe, maybe is he gone. does start hitting that outside pitch because Bogarts is gone. They're not keeping Bogarts. So then they can so then they can they can use the uh, narrative uh, like you say of hey we, we had to pay that De- we had to pay Devers we couldn't pay both. Absolutely. That nonsense. We couldn't yep. play. Yes, you can pay both a $200 million payroll. Sure you can. You're just not. What the hell are the Dodgers doing? They're, they're going to know they're playing the Bob Kraft game. The Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick game. Right. right? He, he, he just woke up, Mock. He just woke yeah. up and heard you, Bob they're Kraft. Playing the, they're playing the Kraft game. They couldn't pay Brady the $40 million, $35 because they had to pay the, other, the rest of the team. But that's their hope. Their hope is say, hey, you know what? We and and, and I think that they're 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 gonna use the whole I think Trevor Story's a better shortstop at this point than in Bogarts. Therefore, yep. we get our hitter with Devers. We don't have to pay Bogarts. We paid Story already. And maybe we can maybe we can put a little focus on first base if the project if the prospect isn't quite what we think he is, right? Yes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's what the that's what the team's gonna want you to believe. In the meantime, oh, though, that's what they're gonna sell. That's what they're gonna sell. If story goes in the toilet where you know they're in that that whole narrative goes away. And how about now the Yankees now have come back to reality a little bit. Yes. They have and the Yankees now are facing they're six and four in the last ten. Yep. And they're facing what they face every year. Mm-hmm. Chad Green, IR Right for the season yeah, done, yeah. Tommy John. Right, all of a sudden now, uh, you know, Stanton his calf, calf tightness. He's on IR every damn year. Every year Mark. It's, it's calf tightness with him every year. Same calf, same calf. Okay, <laughs> right. So now, who knows how long he? Last time he had that, he was out over a month. So who knows how long? He, and he was one of their best hitters, red hot. I mean, yeah. Judge is having an MVP type of season, right? But now you're starting to get these injuries. Now Lemayu banged up, you know. That's what happens to them. And let's face it, they were putting balls in play and doing things that they weren't typically doing. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to fall back into that trap a little bit, right? If you've watched some of their games and their bullpen, Chapman, oh, they put him in IR, Achilles. This Achilles, my my behind. He, yeah. he no, they did a test. Now it came back negative. Achilles now of, soreness. Soreness. Yeah. Now it, now it's it, now it's in his head. They're gonna send him and try to re, do something with his his mechanics to try to get him to throw strikes and get his velocity up. Mike King, who was unhittable in inning seven through eight, is giving up like six runs in two three games now. So yeah. so they're starting to face some of what we thought may have been an issue early on. They were playing better than anybody could have imagined. It looks like they're coming back to what we originally thought they would Somewhat be, right? Reality, yeah. Somewhat of want to call you it reality. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think that? You think they'll give up? The, I mean, you think they got enough to push to the rest of the season? You know, I mean, it's early still. So I mean, it's early. But, I think they're gonna be in the hunt all year, but I, but I don't think you know they made it look like they want to run away and hide from everybody and win like 110 games. I, they don't have that kind of a team. I mean, I think they'll be they'll be high nineties, right? Around a hundred wins. But but Should listen, I think Toronto, I think the, the the Rays, and 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 who knows what the what Boston does going forward. I think you're gonna have a bunch of teams in that division in the nineties, win wise. You know. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting down the stretch, and I want to go another week. And next week, I'm gonna I want to know from you. So bring it. What kind of moves should these two teams? Should Boston be a seller, a buyer, and what should the Yankees? What kind of moves should the Yankees make, given the injuries, given some of the things in the pitching staff that what's happening right now? Mock will be ready to talk to us about that next week. I'm sure. I just put you on the spot, so you better oh, make sure you. you bring it. <laughs> so, weekly rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Hey, he's already fired up. 
So stick around because Catone's comments is next. Podcast, wherever you podcast, what's your special song? Hey, for Katone I don't know if any of you have, have been paying attention this week to what's been going on between uh, Nick Saban from the Alabama head football coach and Jimbo Fisher. A head football coach at Texas A&M, and at one time he was, my, I believe he was an assistant under Saban. Well, Saban is accusing him, and even through Deion Sanders, kind of under the bus a little bit, and and, and kind of saying that you know they got this new college football, and in college athletics has this new, it's called um, an NLI clause, which is name, um, it's uh, NIL, I'm sorry, name, image, and likeness, right? So this name, image, and likeness, anytime you use any part of that player, whether it be jersey number, commercial, sponsor, they're now allowed to get paid. Where Before amateur athletics, you couldn't get paid. So what these teams have now been doing is they're treating these name, image, and likeness almost like a contract. Like, like you're giving somebody a, a, a two-year contract, a three-year contract, like a professional player. So you've got kids now coming out of high school, especially football, because there's huge money in football. They've got a kid being recruited right now, I believe, between Georgia, Texas A&M, some of the big SEC schools. And supposedly he's being offered six, seven million dollars for name, image, and likeness. And they've got these boosters who own these car dealerships and insurance agencies. And they're going to make them the face of the you know, on commercials and billboards and all of this stuff. And they're going to give this kid millions of dollars. Listen, saving all of these coaches, they, they, uh, college football, these, uh, these presidents, these college universities. Listen, you've been using these kids for years to make millions and millions of dollars. And then you got pissed off when they were going with these college basketball players. After a year, they were one and done. And they were going to the NBA because these kids want to make money. Before you blow out a knee, you know what? I'm going to go make my millions of dollars. You can't blame these kids. Now, all of a sudden, you're chastising each other. You're talking about the fact that, oh, you know, you got the transfer portal in college basketball. Well, part of that transfer portal is so these kids can go get the money through this imaging and, and this licensing. So if you're not doing it at a certain school, yeah, maybe it's about playing time. But in a lot of cases, it's also about, shoot, I can go, you know, a wide receiver from Pittsburgh who was an All-American just went to the University of Southern California because he got $3 million. Well, it's just like NFL free agency. But these kids deserve it. So stop being a hypocrite, Saban, and saying, oh, they're only getting players now at Texas A&M because they're holding this money like ransom over their heads. Listen, you people made money off these poor kids for years. So cut the bullshit. Allow the kids to make some money. Allow them to help their families, right? Allow them to do what they got to do. And then when they're ready to turn pro, they turn pro. I am going to say this. There are some classy guys in in this business. And, And the guy here from Providence College, Eddie Cooley, said, hey, I love my guys can make money now. You know what? And, and, and he's embracing it and he likes it. And, and I think we're going to be getting him on the show soon. Um, Chris, he, 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 I've reached out to um, the university and, and uh, to him through some back channels. Um, but anyway, so this is disgusting that these people like Saban and all these hypocrites, like you're making accusations against other coaches, other teams, other universities. Listen, it's NFL free agency. It's free agents. It's free agency frenzy. Hey, go to it and let these kids make as much money as they can make. Mark, I can't agree with you more. There's not a hell of a lot I'm going to be able to say on this. Um, to tease you have a son shot. that's playing high school football, and right. if he's recruited by a D1 program, yep. that's going to come into play for you. So obviously as an attorney, you'll be able to, to negotiate the best deal you can get, right? But that could come into play. If, he, he's, have, a, if he's a D1 athlete, yeah. that's going to come into play. I have no problem. I have no issue with these kids trying to you know get get some of theirs i I, no problem i've had i've had this thought for years and years and years um about this and my when i was in law school i wrote a title nine uh paper as my 
senior thesis or whatever. So, I mean, I've paid attention to these kinds of things for a long, long time and the money aspect of funding and, and, and what's coming in. Listen, Saban, you know, this is, this is the Belichick side of him. I don't like this part where it's all mine. It's all me. That's it. I mean, he wants every player, every recruit and he, and he's worked his ass off to get that done. Fine. Good for you. Excellent. Now some other guys, you, you're not going to call my guy out, Dion. That's my guy. Don't call him up. I knew that would get you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's irritating. But you know what? Again, I don't have a lot to say on this. Mark's a thousand percent right. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it's 2022. Okay. These kids are putting it out there every friggin' week. Their bodies, their minds, everything. Why not? Why shouldn't they get paid? What what is the big scar? What I don't understand it. You know, so and there's a lot of other things that should be happening with them and support that they're not getting through the universities in the way of how to manage their life and manage their finances once they do become possible pros and courses that should be taken, majors like that. There's a lot of stuff that can trickle down from this. But yeah, Saban, shut up. Yeah, shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm Mark. I'm with you. I, I, it's a good point. I want to, Mark, I'll tell you what. Substantively, one of your best Patone comments to date. Whoa. Whoa! I gotta mark it. I gotta mark no. it down. <laughs> Substantively speaking, I will tell you that is excellent. Excellent. No, take you don't today. like my driving manual takes. Check the weather outside. It's snowing. And, and by the way, Joe, to to uh, just to follow up, lane splitting with motorcycles is legal in Arizona. Just so you ah, know. yes. From last week's show, I didn't even know that it, it was a legal. real thing. Now it's and legal. It, <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about out there, shame on you. Go back and listen to last week's show. <laughs> Tone's comments was presented by Jag Media Productions. And uh, speaking of you, we want to hear from one of you right now in Heated Hotline. Joe, are you prepared? And you know this, man. Hey, you guys. My name is Morgan. I'm calling from California. And I wanted to call in today to get your thoughts on what you believe the sports industry can be doing to help with this awful, horrible tragedy that happened um, with this shooting at the elementary school. You know, you hear all of these celebrities kind of saying this, we need to stop this. Uh, This can't be happening. What can be done to help? Thank you. Yeah, listen, that's a great point. Typically, Mark and I um, don't hear the heated hotline ahead of time. because, you know, Joe wants us to be the reaction. But we did listen to that. When Joe got this in, he, he let us hear it. And I said, yeah. you know what, let's let's get this on the show. Because it's, this transcends sports and everything else. And and first and foremost, you know, we our condolences, obviously, from this show, from us, from Mark, me, Joe, anyone involved with us, um, to the families and, and everyone involved in that horrific as the caller says, and thank you, by the way, for that that, that call, uh, Morgan, in California. Um, yeah, it is horrific. And, you know, I'm, I'm in Arizona. You know, Texas is obviously a couple of states over. Mark, honestly, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. When I walk outside, you can – I can feel the pain in the air from there. I mean, I, it, it's, it, it's a ridiculous tragedy. But to get right to the point um, of what the caller is saying, they, I think there's a lot that can be done. You know, we talked about, we heard Steve Kerr come out. He was banging the table, slamming the table, talking about enough. And I, I, I love that. I commend them. And then I got, I started to think, well, what else are you doing? You know, then I went back and looked at some of the things he's been doing um, over the years. And he goes back a long way in advocacy for, for, for equality and, and also for, you know, and it doesn't matter. Your politics mean nothing in this situation. These are children. These are people that are dying out there that are getting killed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it really doesn't make a difference what you think about gun control, this other stuff. The bottom line is, whatever can be done to help, that's what can be done. And Mark, you have a you, you have such an interesting perspective. Mark's been in the education business his whole life. Okay, an educator, a principal, administrative, everything. Um, so, Mark, speak to this. I mean, you've dealt with this firsthand. It's it's my. My heart goes out to those people and to, and to the, all the families and to the victims because that's just a horrible, horrible. As soon as I hear something like that, it just, I, I, I cringe my whole body. I go numb because as, as you mentioned, I was a, a principal. I mean, I've been in education my whole life and, and, and I've had situations where we've had to go into lockdown because of potential 
Um, somebody came into the building. They don't know if they had a gun. They don't know if they had a weapon. There's an intruder in the building. There's a bomb scare in the building. Uh, so, so when that happens, it, you just you, you have to go into lockdown, protect everybody in the building, not knowing what you're walking into. Um, so at that point, I got to assume that the building went into some sort of a lockdown. So everybody, the kids obviously knew, everybody knew there was something potentially happening. And and what goes through your mind in that situation, unless you've actually been in the middle of it, um, you, you don't, you, I can't, it's, it's almost not describable, right? What's going through your mind. And, and as someone who was responsible for keeping the, the, the principal, the school I was in charge of, I had like 900 kids and like 75 faculty members. So I was in, you know, I had roughly a thousand people in the building. And as principal, I had a couple of assistant principals, but it was my job to keep everybody safe and to make sure that all doors were locked. Everybody knew what the protocols were if you go into lockdown. What does that mean? What, what you know, and, and you had to coordinate with police and emergency management. And, and I've got three levels of training through through FEMA and, 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 and emergency crisis management. So 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 those are type things that, that 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 you have to make sure you're always prepared for. And it's it's just it's it's really, really something that he, he, until you experience it I, I i then when i got into upper administration and in, in, in central office there was a, a a tragic shooting outside of one of our high schools and 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 i because it was cl- very close to where my office was i was able to get there pretty quickly at the time and 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 i was there watching the young man you know lose his life and be put in the ambulance and 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 it's something that i will never ever ever forget um, but that was nothing in comparison. I mean, it was hor- horrific, but compared to what just happened, the, he shot over a hundred rounds. They said yeah. of, 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 so I know I'm going on, but, but to your point, Chris, there has to be something we can do as a yeah. society, as, yeah. as, you know, these sports figures, I know they've, they've, they've suspended games before, right? They, they've, you know, we're not playing tonight as a, as a, as a, as a, just a remembrance to the victims, something, do something to stand up in solidarity to say, Hey, enough's enough. I know Kerr banged on the table, but yet his team played last night. So, so, and I'm not saying I, I don't commend him for taking that stand at the press conference, but his team went out and played last night. Well, you know, Mark, I think that the, the thing about this um, is I don't, I don't, I don't need you to miss work. Okay, I don't need you to miss work. Yeah, that's fine. No, but then for, do, if, do, for, do, but for do these guys, your, but for these right. guys, they're making two hundred million dollars. I mean, but do it on your time, then. Take yeah, your, your time. time. That right. means a lot to me. That means a lot more to me. Take mm-hmm. the time you have when you're not working to take. I mean, these guys talk a lot about the platform. You know, I'm going to use my platform for this and that. You know, there's been two hundred shootings. This year, which is disgusting. There's been 200 days this year of this year. There's been 200 mm-hmm. shootings, something like that. So, yeah, again, and just saying it's disgusting is not enough. I mean, Mark, you know, Mark has that perspective. I've worked in the public um, in the public sector too. I was a prosecutor. I looked at it from the the end of victim impacts uh, um, panels. Um, getting together the, the, with local police and to, to, to stop domestic violence, which all Things, things can stem from the home, you know, violence scene growing up, domestic violence scene. And then that turns into something else. I mean, look, no matter what you think, how you think, there's always something that can be done by all of us, you know, as little or as much as you possibly can do. And to me, education, I mean, we're talking about education, education reform, mental health education. This is another thing that to me, we should be pounding the table for that in the schools, in my opinion, you know, get in there early, talk to these kids, instead of giving, you know, you want to give teachers all guns, teach them how to recognize any issues like that, mental health coming from the families, the things that have happened in their house that have led to violence and, and where their mental state is. Look, the bottom line, like Marcus is giving some points, I'm giving some points. You have this platform, Steve Kerr and the rest of everyone, people listen to you, People appreciate what you say. You have the ear of, of, of this nation. So then, yeah, use it. I'm with the use it. Um, and, and the things Mark and I are talking about, those are some of the things that can be done. But the fact that we're talking about it, that everybody's talking about it, that's a good thing. Let's not stop talking about it. 
is guess is, is is my point and get with your government and see what we can get done but again horrific tragic um again our hearts and prayers go out to everyone involved and let's hope from this we can start to figure out how to end all of this heated hotline was presented by corso law group arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm corsolawgroup.com allow us to be your voice when we come back we're going to get real talk some patriots and real deal that's next Time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. And uh, listen, do the coaches just suck? And does it really matter if, if they suck? That's the real question. And Mark and I are going to have the answers right now in real deal. Let's go. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about not just some working. That's why we are the real deal. Doing the deal. It's going to be real. So, Mark, that's the tagline. Okay, do the coaches suck and it doesn't really matter? So, they've had their OTAs this week, the Patriots. We're talking about the New England Patriots. They've had their OTAs. Questions have been coming up about who's going to be the play caller, who's going to handle the offense, who's going to handle the defense, so on and so forth. And it's really focused right now on the coaching. So just real, real quick, I just want to give you the recap of the OTA and who's Mm -hmm. been doing what. So Joe Judge was working a lot with the quarterbacks and the skilled positions. Patricia was with the O-line. Belichick was with the whole offense throughout. Um, Belichick was relaying the plays to the quarterbacks on the 11-on-11s that they were running. Um, and when he was giving the plays, Patricia was handling personnel who's coming on, on and off. So Mark, is this a problem right now that, that the way they're handling it? And I want to know what you think of uh, uh, the coaches. Are they this bad? And is it really going to matter the assistance in the, in the wins and losses? So I was thinking about this the last couple of days, right? So when you think about it, okay. So yes, <clears throat> Andy Reid has an offensive coordinator. Shanahan in in um, San Francisco has, I think he has an offensive coordinator. Um, the Rams have an offensive coordinator. However, it's the head coaches that are calling the play. They're calling in those offensive plays. They got the sheet. They're offensive-minded head coaches. Belichick's just always been a defensive guy. So... We don't think of it like that. But there's a lot of teams that the head coach is controlling the offense of plays and and, and doing that, even though he may have an offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator is the guy who's really working with the quarterback and some of the skilled position players, but mostly the quarterback. But he's calling the plays. So, I mean, if Belichick's going to call the plays, I, I mean, these people are making it seem like, oh, my God, what the hell's going on? There's a lot of coaches around the league that call the offensive plays for their team. The problem I have is I don't think you can leave the damn defense up to the co- like I think Mayo's capable, but he's got his damn son involved. That's what I'm concerned about because if he is taking control of the offense, how much time can he spend with the defense? Yeah, the thing and the thing about the head coach calling the plays, yes, it's worked. Like you say, Shanahan um, has done it. Other coaches have done it um, uh, for New Orleans. Um, yeah, Sean Payton. Andy Reid, like you say, the issue, the issue with the head coaches calling the plays and, and, and doing that, the game management sometimes can suffer. So when you have, and we, when we talk game management, we're talking clock management, timeouts, situation. And when you're a team like the Patriots who really rely, uh, really hop on situational football, 
you know, uh, the time, the point in the game, all the, all those things create a situation. What's your job in that situation? Do your job. That's their type of style of football. So when you take the head, you take the guy that's that guru of that, and you then take him and you make him the play caller, you know, you, you may be taking something away. And that's, to me, that's one of the biggest issues. I have no doubt he can call the plays. I have no doubt he can handle it. And I really have no doubt that Gerard Mayo, and I'm not saying Steve Belichick right now, notice that. I think Gerard Mayo can handle the defensive calls. I think he can handle what's yeah. happening on that field. And that's who I think the team, the players respect. Well, we can talk about the defense another time. But offensively, I have no problem with that. I also have no problem, Mark, with Belichick overseeing it and somebody else calling the plays. Because what people don't understand is throughout the week, it's a, it's a collaborative effort, the game plan. What you're going to do, what you're going to call. Now, what happens in-game, and as things have to adjust, that's where you might run into the issues. But I have no problem with Belichick overseeing the offense and gearing towards that and assigning out those responsibilities, you know? So, but Mark, as far as the individual coaches themselves, Judge and Patricia, I mean... What do you? I mean, what do you think their ability to be able to? I to think. Coach? The, listen, listen. I think the quarterback coach is Brian Hoyer, and I think Judge is learning from him, just like Mac Jones is. I think Brian Hoyer is going to do a lot of facilitating behind the scenes when they're breaking down film and they're dissecting things. I think Brian Hoyer, believe it or not, is going to have a big voice. And I think that's why they brought him back. They gave him a heck of a lot of money for a guy his age to be a backup. And they didn't just give him a one-year contract. He got a two-year contract because he is pretty much the quarterback's coach. And I think he's going to help judge with understanding certain situations and certain in, in certain down and, and distance things what do you do? What are you looking for? And what do you expect out of your quarterback? I think that's going to come from Hoyer, who, by the way, sat for years behind the greatest that's ever done it. So he has a different perspective. And I think he also has a perspective of, well, what did Tom do in these types of situations? Right. And he can he can bring that to this offense. So I think, I think Judge is just there to learn himself. And, and, and you need somebody there to, to work with Jones. That's technically the coach. But I think he's learning on the job, too. Yeah, I think I think they're both seat fillers for O'Brien, who's going to come next year. But that's we'll talk talk about that that. another time. I don't listen. I don't agree. I know we're slamming the crap out of the both of these coaches, and I get it. And they they would. I have always said it before. I think they're horrible managers of people, meaning head coaches. But I think they're good coaches. Look, don't forget the Patriots always were top ten. We didn't like his style of defense. Okay, but they were always in the top ten, and they were always in the top five in scoring. Brady didn't play on that side of the ball, okay? Patricia had to have something to do with that. Special teams. Our special teams are always the best, the best in the league. Joe Judge was a special teams coordinator. You're going to give that all to Belichick? You got to give this guy some credit. So I think these guys can coach. Can they coach on the offensive side? I don't know. I think they're seat fillers. So this slamming the crap out of them before we even play a game, and you and I have done it too. It's entertaining. But let's see. And the players mock, what do they put? The players seem to be upset. Are they upset at what's going on, or are they upset at the fact that they're 25 years old and all they keep hearing every day, every day is these guys suck, these guys suck, these guys suck? Which is yeah. it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, no, I agree. I agree. You're right. I, I don't know. I think the players are frustrated probably by everything they're hearing and everything that's going on. Listen, here, bottom line, here's the problem with this team. Bottom line, forget the coaching, forget all that. As you look at this team, I just think that there's a lack of of talent yeah. on this roster because of how it's been organized, managed, cap controlled. There's a lack of talent for 2022 on this team where they can go with the construction of their team and the schedule they're facing. That's the issue. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with the coaching. I think it's, it's, they got a lack of talent on this team. Right. And there's a lot of question marks about yes. guys that aren't, we haven't seen yet. We've never so seen much. the play. Real, real quick, because we only have like 30 seconds. Give me two take, give me a takeaway from, and we're going to, next week, we're going to talk more about the OTAs. Yeah. But what'd you take away from the OTAs, if anything? What I did take away from the OTAs, and, 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 and I'd love to get into the receivers. I'm not going to. But Mac Jones, in great shape, looked like he had more velocity on, on, on the curl roots and on some of his passes, got himself in shape and worked with House. Now that everyone is now everyone is saying, yeah, he worked with Tom House during the offseason. 
the kids, the kid wants to be a great player, and he's putting in the work to be a great player. I, I really cannot wait to see what he does this year. Yeah, because I think he's gonna. I think really, he just is gonna have to gain a little more bulk to withstand the heat and the and the hits. Um, and and listen, some other things. You know, we're gonna talk next week. Jack Jones has evidently looked good. I got some things to say about. Yeah, the we're gonna get position. into that next week. Mox got some things to say about the wide receiver position. The only thing I will say is in OTAs, shorts and t-shirts. It really, you can really tell more about the offense and their progress than you really can about the defense and their progress. And listen, come back next week. I promise you, we're going to talk about that and so much more. So, guys, that's it. Real Deal was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. Uh, what's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Guys, that's that. We're at the end again, and we got to go. We want to thank you all for watching us, listening to us. Make sure you get on all week. Heated Hotline, make sure you give us a call and uh, leave us that message. Come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk, hopefully, Celtics in the finals. We're going to get back to Patriots and the OTAs. And anything you bring to the table, we'll be ready for it. We are the real deal. New England feel. See you next Saturday. Bye. Force Awakens your tone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.